two hosts. Tell me the most interesting thing on your mind right now. Sorry, I, 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 I was working on something. What was that? Two guests. You know, you guys really suck. Why is the floor wet? One inept producer. I'm just saying, you guys don't have that same thing before sex? I've got a checklist. Four intriguing topics. They talk, you listen. Disappointment follows. Welcome to That Was Disappointing. Remember to tip your veal and try the waitress. That is actual footage of Joe. I am so disappointed, Art. It is like you were in my head because I was actually hoping that this episode would not start with one of your sound bites because I was going to announce to our to our friends here. Um, you know, I'm about to do a imitation of a character, and I was wondering if you could guess who it was and guess who it was going to be. I was going to go and. I don't know if anyone would have guessed I was like the Swedish chef, but uh Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's affirmative. Bravo, Jay. Um that was more Swedish chef than the Swedish chef himself. So I would give you all the points. So but we're still in the intro, so it doesn't matter. Do a Swedish chef accent then. Yes. Apparently, Sweet. I would love to hear you say Swedish meatballs in that accent. Swedish meatballs. <laughs> got that was pretty good. Man, we've got two drops and we're only in like a minute. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, great. This is good. <laughs> uh, so, um, in case you all haven't guessed, uh, this episode this evening, uh, our central theme is going to be cooking. Um, it's something that I've, I've believe everybody on this panel does from time to time um at, at least i hope so it, it's something that i came to late in life myself but it's something that i do a fairly decent job of nowadays if i do say so myself i'm brushing some stuff off my shoulder here excuse me uh but is yes, it cumin uh, what's that is it cumin <laughs> it might be or paprika wow. uh, <laughs> so before we get started let's go around the horn and uh, of, of course, there's me, Lex. I'm joined by my co-host, Art. Art, how are you doing this evening? Fantastic. I am rolling through my mental Rolodex of recipes to astound everybody. Sweet. It's, it's a very short eating? Rolodex, so I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and you, producer Kenny, how are you doing this evening? I am great, guys. Uh, it's good that uh, this is, I've, I've filled up already, so I'm not going to be hungry as we talk about cooking today i'm always hungry <laughs> <laughs> uh let's uh ladies first let's go with kelly next kelly it's nice to have you back thank you for having me it's good to be back and last but certainly least we have our old friend matt matt how goes it it goes great and just for the record i'm probably the youngest one here uh, i'm not an old friend joe <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Um, Nothing's a turnoff for me, Joe. That's right. Nothing, <laughs> including age. Matt's got a thing. I do. 
What are you? Are you sitting in the laundry room today? Where are you? Look like you're going into a closet. I am. This is actually one of the, we have two offices in my home. One for me, one for my wife. Hers is in the laundry room. Okay. Where it should be. It hey. was in the kitchen. I, I oh. Hey, and there here is. we are building that glass ceiling back up one guest at a time. She, she won't listen. You don't have to worry. No. Yeah, but I think we all forget that we have Kelly on the line here. So there's that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, we're off to a great start, Joe. So uh, why don't you go ahead and keep steering this Titanic of a show? A- absolutely. So uh, before we get started with our first topic, which is my topic, let's go ahead and chat real quick about what everybody is drinking this evening. Uh, Matt, I'm guessing you either have a nice glass of Ovaltine or some H2O. <laughs> Which one is it? I have a snowball. Oh, Ooh. wow. Does that even count as a drink right away? <laughs> I mean, like maybe in like 20 minutes, but the original. It's almost, it's almost melted. So I'm, it's almost drinkable. What about you, Kelly? I have some sort of fizzy green teen pineapple concoction from Trader Joe's. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's actually quite tasty it sounds good you kenny uh i'm enjoying a mike's harder lemonade tonight Ooh, harder lemonade harder yeah yeah i usually buy the harder ones because they're eight percent i don't have to drink as many i didn't know Fishing. that there was a harder lemonade yep oh yeah haven't you ever heard no when does the hardest come out <laughs> i don't know you're don't not know ready that. for that joke that would just taste like <laughs> alcohol hair in your chest man <laughs> might as well just do shots at that point i guess that's that's really what it is <laughs> and you are i have with me a uh malbec from the mendoza region of argentina very so, good and i sign myself... it up and take it a bottle to the face very nice and i myself we just had a party at the Lex household this past weekend so my fridge has been freshly restocked with a bunch of other people's beer so I (laughs) am enjoying a birdhouse pale ale Mm. guessing it might might be Orioles sponsored or something like that it looks like Orioles here in the lake you know or something Maryland Maryland-esque I guess was that the same party that one of our uh, other guests uh, blew spot on you on Facebook for not inviting him to cried about that's one way of putting it sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes that's the same party (laughs) (laughs) so it goes all right so um as i already mentioned this is an episode about cooking so i will go ahead and get the ball rolling here um i know that a well well quite a few of the people here are married but um let's say you know let's say that 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 we're starting fresh and that you know we are once again back out on the dating scene um and you are trying to impress the person that you're hoping to woo what is the meal that you would make? Nice. I like that question. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would have to go ahead and say that, you know, I would. Hmm. I know what you would say, Joe. Fish and chips. Swedish meatballs, baby. (laughs) I'm always going to shoehorn those in. I just can't help it. (laughs) 
No, I, I would definitely have to say something, something along the lines of something that I'm very comfortable with, like a, like a baked chicken, um, um, kind of a baked chicken smothered in barbecue sauce, um, sides of probably mashed potatoes or, uh, or homemade macaroni and cheese, not from the box, not, you know, not craft, uh, perhaps, um, if not mashed potatoes, perhaps some some either roasted uh, broccoli or carrots or something mm -hmm. like that. There's just something about vegetables roasted that I am absolutely in love with. It just just roast the living fuck out of them that that I just love. So I would think, uh, yeah, baked chicken. Let's say some roasted uh, roasted broccoli, some. Um, some uh, mashed potatoes um, or baked potatoes, something like that. And then uh, for dessert, since I, <laughs> since I am a bit of an accomplished baker nowadays, <laughs> uh, I would say, you know, you know, you know, some kind of uh, some kind of nice cake. I know that there's something called a Kentucky butter cake that I've been like experimenting with. Uh, perhaps you've even had some some alcohol to it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think it'll make for a nice. Would that be a, a bourbon that you'd add to that? A bourbon? A nice, a nice bor bourbon? Maybe. A, 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 a what? Or a hiskey. Jesus <laughs> 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 Just something that, you know, but, well, but the problem with that too is that the more, you know, the more starches you add and, and heavier the, the, the meal is, well, the less likely Boring. That, that you have some, less likely that you might have some fun later. So Boring. what can I say? I'm adventurous. That is my take here. It's a great thing to say after I just played boring. <laughs> <laughs> you can say I'm adventurous. <laughs> All right, smartass. What would you choose? I'm going to take the exact opposite tact where, uh, Look, if I'm you said this is like on an early date of somebody you're you're Correct. meeting with. So I'm not actually finally I'm, smartened up and kicked you out. You know? now, yeah. Well, I'm not expecting to bed the person on the first date. So or even the second. <laughs> so I'm going to cook for the for the heart that matters. And that's the heart that's at the end of the esophageal tube, right where the stomach, the sphincter stomach is. I'm going to cook for that part of it. And there's two things that I do. But one of them, probably first and foremost, is what I like to call this unnecessary decadent mac and cheese. And it is straight up 100% handmade. The only thing I don't hand make is the pasta because that's just too much of a pain in the ass. But everything else I'm talking about, you go to the fancy part of the store where they have that little, not the end cap, but the separate island with all the cheeses that cost way too much. Like that's the shit. Like you can buy a wedge of some sort of special Parmesan for the cost of an entire wheel of generic shit or whatever, that sort of stuff. So oh, you get God, like the Asiago, you get the Parmesan, you get some Achaca, um, and I think you throw in some Havarti and then a little bit of this white cheddar that's aged and sharp. And I forgot what the fifth one is. It might have been Parmesan is like a crusting, but it's it's literally just this gooey, delectable, savory dish of just just drippingly fat and the, the the cheese pool from every bite it's like you have a grilled cheese it's like every spoonful just has these tendrils coming off of it and it just hits all the right spots and it gives me a boner thinking about it right now 
Um, if she if she or he was lactose intolerant, it'd be pretty funny. Then that's where I have my plan B, <laughs> which is actually an Irish, I call it my Irish Guinness beef stew. So it's a sort of variation. It's I'm not, you know, look, I, I, much to my chagrin, according to 23andMe, I am not a fucking lick of Irish. It's all British and Spanish and Portuguese. So all my life, I thought I was half part Irish. Nope, not at all. Just British. So that's why I call it in quotes, my, my, my Irish beef stew. But that is, you know, you take the Guinness or any other dark beers. Uh, you can even take a Killian's red ale, things like that. And you, you marinate the meat in it and you braise it in that thick chunk vegetables. And it's just literally all about low and slow for hours and hours until it gets just this delicious puddle of just, Oh my God. Yeah. So that would be for the lactose intolerant ladies out there. Um, but either way, I want them to feel full sated <laughs> and you know what, ready for bed, but not in a sexy way, just in the, my Lord, I could sleep away because I'm that kind of guy. I'm nice. Yeah. And chances are I've already drank enough during that. So it would have been whiskey dick. <laughs> so it didn't matter. I always need a reason to play that. So, too. So let me actually go to Matt next because I know that Matt met his wife during a cooking class, was it, Matt? Or we were, yeah, we were both in, in a culinary program. So uh, you must have done something right. Yes, I found a woman that can cook for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, bring it back. So, yeah, so I still see. I'm trying to think through. Um, that's a good question. I think I would start not too long ago. I made scallops for the first time and they turned out surprisingly <laughs> well. So I think I'd start with a seared scallop, something light, not too heavy. Seared scallops with some capers, a little lemon garlic sauce. Um, and then I'm with you, Joe. Any kind of roasted vegetable is uh, is a winner in my book. I'd probably yeah, go asparagus. I'd probably go the asparagus route. Mm, stinky pea. I exactly. I look forward to that after I have asparagus. It's, um, so a little bit of asparagus and then probably risotto, maybe a rice, but if I'm trying to impress them, I'd go risotto with a, uh, and then probably have a little bit of bread with oil for dipping and some seasonings. Just try to make it a complete experience. So, so all I'm hearing with scallops and risotto and, and whatnot is like Gordon Ramsay's worst nightmare just because th these are like the kinds of things that on Hell's Kitchen he rips his contestants over so so I, I really hope that you nail it man you know Ramsay is hard you, I'm not cooking like for Gordon like trying to impress a girl as well <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah I mean it's all things I've made before so I guess I wouldn't be too nervous I probably I wouldn't bake my own bread though I, I'd leave that one alone and then for dessert, I'm not much of a baker, but I'd have to go ice cream sundae bar. Mm. Get some ice cream, some toppings, just make it a little fun experience. I, so I'm just personally proud of how lazy I was that I was just doing literally these like single fuck off heavy duty one dish things. And you guys are just like doing this four course multi part meal. Mm. It's an experience, Art. It's an experience from start to finish. The, the experience is the conversation, man. The conversation. So that was, so that was, I, there was no hesitation so, there. So we still have Kelly here. Um, so I have to ask Kelly two questions. Yeah, one is, yeah, I was watching. One is to answer our question. And two, 
as as the sole lady here on the panel, whose meal impresses you the most? Would you say, Matt's? I Without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my face as he was describing it? Why, thank you, Kelly. Thank you very much. Drooling over here, I was like, "How's that relationship going?" <laughs> I'll be right over. <laughs> We have plenty of scallops. <laughs> <gasps> I think the last time I had a scallop, I was a wee teenager. Mm. So it's been, it's, it's been a while. And they were horrible scallops. Oh, no. In Redding, Pennsylvania. Mm. They were like spongy. Oh, yeah. Right here on the bay. That's the way to do it. Mm, nice. Well done. Thank you. All right. And, and Kelly, and, and what would you make as well for? Uh, uh, well, uh, there are, I have a few caveats. Number one, um, depending upon how early it is in dating this person, I would say, let's order a pizza <laughs> so we can spend more time making out on the couch. <laughs> Number two, in early conversations with this person, I would try to figure out what their favorite meal was and try to mm. cook that for them versus trying something that I would, you know, cook normally for myself or be good at. Um, especially if they have maybe they've said in conversation a favorite dish from you know say they're they have italian heritage oh my grandmother used to make this or whatever then i would try to do something you know that oh this won't be like your grandmother's but i just wanted you to feel you know at home blah 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 but if i'm going to cook something i would want it to have enough prep of the ingredients or however many dishes there will be whether it be one main dish with a lot of things in it um, or a lot of side dishes, I would want them to be my sous chef because that is a really fun date is when you're in the kitchen because you have a lot of fun, a lot of really relaxed conversation. Um, so I think that's a really great way to spend an evening with somebody is cooking a meal together. Um, and I mean, if they have a specific, like say they're on keto, I mean, it also depends on what that person is eating currently. If they are a keto person, then you want to make sure you're only doing keto specific things for them. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I used to host Thanksgiving for a, a very large group of friends. So I've cooked huge banquets for 22 people. Um, wow. you know, and I'm also just a person who will be satisfied eating a bowl of mashed potatoes for dinner. <laughs> so I, I go all over <laughs> the range of things. I um, am a certified cake decorator. Um, I spent six months in school learning how to do desserts like that too. So, but you know, a cake is a very elaborate thing, especially here in Los Angeles. Everybody just wants a tiny slice. So cake isn't really something that I would ever make for somebody, but like dessert. Ooh, like a good, like Nutella crepe. Mm. Ooh, look how sugar on Tell top. Tell me more. Oh, strawberries. <laughs> you had me a Nutella. <laughs> oh Lord, that's it. You had me almost, a food. Almost there. <laughs> yep. Okay, we're there good. Go. All right, Kenny, how would you score this? Uh, man, I'm hungry. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think I was gonna be, but now I'm hungry. 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give the part, uh, the points to uh, Art tonight uh, yeah, for yeah. that one. Uh, his beef stew. It's the second time he's described it, and the second time I've not written it down. So <laughs> I'll have to send you the it's, recipe. It'll be yeah, that'd be nice. And uh, this is this is my response to Matt's risotto and Joe's comment about it. Hey, hey, all of you, taste that. Hurry up! Hurry up! <laughs> They're 17 years of age. What's the one thing you can taste in there instantly? White wine, wine, chef. Thank you. What can you taste in there? Nobel wine, chef. It's like an alcoholic fucking risotto. That's your, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's your, that's your risotto right there. Or sorry, sorry, as Gordon would say, risotto. Uh, risotto. <laughs> I like that they bleep out, by the way, the swear words on the captions, but not in the actual video. So kudos to them. Hmm. Hmm. All right, so uh, so now that we got the first topic out of the way, let's uh, let's go with Kelly. Kelly, what do you have for us? Um, I was thinking about this. Um, I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of this guy on Instagram? He's probably on TikTok too. He's on, he's on the Ellen Show. He's called Kalen Allen, and he reviews people's you know like amateur cooking, you know, little blips on TikTok or Instagram, and he comments on them and. I don't think I've laughed that hard in a really <laughs> long time. Just some of these concoctions that people are like, this is going to be fabulous. Why kids eat this all the time? And it's just a pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> point one of them. This one lady, she said her kids eat this. She put, she put one, she put a, had, had a, had a container. She put one can of SpaghettiOs in. And then she cut up hot dogs and then she put it in. Now, I think that's a usual kid thing. Standard. Right? Yeah, we, we've, I've, I've done that yeah, before. Okay. So then she also added milk to Ooh, it. Okay. And then she added a bunch of garlic spices to it. And then she added a whole, she added all that, a second layer. Then she also did like layers of cheese as well. But then she took four pieces of white bread and then she buttered them. And then she put garlic seasoning on them and then she cut all the crust off. But she wanted to flatten the the slices of bread out. She had a rolling pin in the video right next to her, but she used her forearm. <laughs> what? She smashed she smashed them flat, and then she placed them over top of the whole. Con and then she baked it. I was like, "What in the?" So there was that, and then there was this other lady, who let's hope she cleaned her entire kitchen counter off because she had this industrial size can of like cheese whiz or something. And she opened the whole can and she dumped the whole can out on the, on the counter. And then she proceeded to mush it around with her bare hands. And then she put cooked ground meat in it. And then she put cheese and lettuce and beans and jalapenos and taco seasoning. And then she took those, um, have you seen those paddle spatulas that they use at like Cold Stone Creamery where they're mixing all the ingredients? She did that with all this crap. And then she took a whole bag of tortilla chips and she crushed them on top of this whole giant mountain. I'm starting to really like this. <laughs> oh, and then she, she, then she started, oh my God, but the fact that she was like hand, and then she never cleaned her hands off oh, the whole video. Man. So she's touching everything else with her cheese hands. <laughs> yes, this guy. I don't, I I don't know. Uh, this is just something else, but uh, he seems to be quite upset with what's about to happen. Uh oh, <laughs> hold on. What are y'all doing? Oh, 
They're putting vegetables uh -uh, in mac and cheese. Uh-uh, don't you put them Brussels sprouts and squash in there. <laughs> oh! Putting it in mac and cheese, they're ruining it! This is a disgrace. <gasps> I don't even like vegetables in my I... chicken alfredo! I, I'd eat that, dude. That looks Perfect. good, man. I don't even need to hear anything else. He, he had me at, I don't even like vegetables in my chicken alfredo. So, that's solid. <laughs> He is absolutely amazing. Everybody listening to this oh podcast. Oh my God, wow. I, I recommend you go look up his other videos of all of the wacky dishes he has watched people. Some lady made potato salad, but instead of the potatoes, she used popcorn. Ew. So the popcorn was sitting in the mayo and-, <laughs> and Well, I like that somewhere on this planet, in, these con in this country, people actually do these things on the daily and think they're a good <laughs> idea. Just amazing to me. I know. So what what crazy things have you seen people, maybe your relatives, do that you're like, put that at the other end of the table yeah. because I don't even want to think I, I got to think a bit because I actually already answered this question in another episode. So I'm going to have to defer to somebody first. <laughs> well, That's okay. We got first I go, listeners. I can go first. I uh... No, we don't get anything. You made me spit my wine. <laughs> <laughs> I can go first because like you know I, I have to go with the most popular choice um, although I do have to bring up this this article that I just read here because it's uh, because a few of the suggestions from, from people are so absolutely <laughs> um, but of course the popular one is pineapple on pizza I um, I <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I a travesty. Say, I say that I ironically because for one I, I don't really like pineapple, uh, so you know so that's for one. Uh, two, I love pizza. So if you take something that I don't like to begin with and mix it with something that I do like, that's that's what I consider to be a crime against humanity. Um, however. I will say that, you know, as I mentioned, I was looking up a few examples here uh, on the interwebs and somebody said on this, <laughs> I can't believe I'm reading this. My sister would make Ritz cracker sandwiches, except the thing that went between the two Ritz cracker buns was another Ritz cracker, except she would chew it up and spit it out. Oh, dude. Two Ritz crackers. Oh, maybe <laughs> birding it for herself. Fuck and you're gross. Why? Why? Oh my god! So, so, as bad as bad as pineapple pizza is, I, I think that one might take. Well, Joe, what if you were to baby bird pineapple chunks onto oh, your pizza? <laughs> Better oh, yet, man. What if I were to baby bird pineapple chunks onto your pizza? <laughs> we should do that live. We should make that a live. You know episode. what? I think we will. I'll uh, I'll baby bird it and I'll put it in a can and send it across the country, and we'll do it on our uh, our one hundredth episode, our century, our, our century club episode. Wow, this, is, this is quality, Lexi. It's happening. Uh, okay, I actually have an answer now. <laughs> so the the kitchen disaster, and luckily this family member will never listen, so that's good. Um, so I'm 
my wife is Jewish and her family's Jewish. So when it comes time for certain holidays, one thing they love to make are latkes. And they like to make them themselves. This particular family member, she uh, does them quote unquote fresh. Problem is, I don't think she knows how. She's operating based off of what she assumes a lot could it be in its barest sense, which is a pancake made of potato. So what she does is she shaves the potato, sort of mushes it together and puts it on a skillet. That's it. There's no like binder. Fried mashed potato. There is no, <laughs> there's no salt. There's no seasoning. They are the most bland, fall apart, shitty latkes you can ever imagine. Look, I'm not Jewish. I tried making latkes once. First time I ever did it. And I apparently just knocked it out of the park and Ashley even told me, it's like, next time we do Hanukkah, Passover, anytime we're going to have them, you need to be the one to make them. And I was like, all you have to do is just think a little bit about how to do it. But her aunt never bothers. She literally spends hours just hand shaving the potatoes and then puts them into like a little ball, smashes on a grill and makes the most disappointing bland latkes you've ever had. So that is one where I see it and say, pass it on down. And do people lie and tell her that they're great or? I think, look, do you know very many Jews? Passive aggressive (laughs) or just passive passive, baby. We don't address it. That's all we, you don't talk about it or you get in their face about it. And that particular thing is you just don't talk about it. You just pretend like it didn't happen. It's like you felt the fish. Just move it on down. (laughs) Thanks, but no thanks. You need to invite the Catholic over. I'll I'll spill the beans. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, as you walk in and be like, "Hey, here? where are all the crosses? I don't see any of them." Man, you guys <laughs> live in a heathen household. What kind of vodka mess is this? Yeah, it's like, mm, you guys have any sacramental wine? I don't like this this manischewitz. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. All right, Matt. What's your crime against humanity here? You know, I've been trying to think and nothing is jumping to mind. The only thing I can think of is, and this is kind of off base, but a long time ago, my wife and I were at Disney and we were waiting in line for a bus to go to one of the parks and there was a family in front of us and they were eating, they were eating hot dogs right out of the package. Oh, what the fuck? (laughs) Are you even, are you even allowed to? (laughs) Yeah, you can. They're they're cooked. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> it's like pink sludge in a. Ew. Oh my god. It's literally like pig juice wrapped in a condom. That's and, gross. And it was just us and them in line. The, the, every I don't know why, but it was empty everywhere else. We got a picture of it because we just could not believe it. Oh my it, god. It still grosses me out to this day. Um, hopefully they're not listening. But <laughs> well, actually, they're probably part of our core listener base. Given, yeah, thanks, Matt. We have raw hot dog eaters and people who walk right into windows. That's who, who makes up our listener base. Jesus, Christ. that's the, the worst crime I, I, I can think of. That's that's just that's terrible. I'm trying not to nope.com. Right nope.com. As Dan Aykroyd's character said in The Great Outdoors, you know what hot dogs are made out of. Lips and, <laughs> Lips and assholes. Lips and assholes. I thought, you, I don't know why I just suddenly went to Uncle Buck instead. It was like, there's nothing left but gristle and fat. 
<laughs> that's the great outdoors as well. Yeah. Oh, was it the, oh yeah. I thought that was Uncle Buck. That was a great outdoors. Yep. Great oh outdoors. shit. Okay. Yeah, the, old steak. Wow. the old 96. <laughs> the old 96er. So sorry, sidebar. I just have to mention there was this trip I took to wine country with a friend a few weeks, I don't know, a month or so ago. And this place had, I know we were lit after doing tons of wine tastings. What they had was not the old 96er, but they had the gambler. And the gambler was a much more reasonably sized, I don't know, 42 ounce steak. But after having been drinking wine all day and not using the spit buckets, that sounded like a challenge that we both could do. Guess what? We had steak for days afterwards because none of us wow. could do it. I mean, if you looked at the picture of what it was before and what it was after I'd finished trying to eat it that night, you would be like, so what did you do? <laughs> Dude, just the idea of trying to eat that much fucking it? meat. It's ridiculous. It's insane. But uh, yeah, if you're ever in the uh, Solvang Bealton area, definitely go and uh, check it out. It's good. What say you, Kenny? Uh, I'm st- I'm getting hungrier and hungrier. Um, I was gonna I was gonna give it to Kelly, but um, with the whole nachos on the table, that that was that was getting me good. But the hot dog, man, the hot dog takes it. <laughs> That's he can have my yeah, points. That's <laughs> yeah, he gets the points this this round. And I have to say, talking about kitchen fails, who would have thought that one of the greatest of uh, of the pop culture cooks, Julia Childs, had this sort of thing happen? Oh, it is done. It's perfect. It's just perfect. Look at the souffle, Grand Marnier, Morrison. That's just okay. Exactly well, what he ordered. she's actually playing this off very well. That was so. I, I apologize. I won't even cut this. I'm just going to own my own fuck up. The video is whatever she's showing is burnt to Almighty Christ, and she's oh, just geez. playing it up like that's how it's supposed to be because she's Julia fucking child. She's not supposed to foul it up. But um, she start dropping f bombs or something. I was I was actually hoping that this one would be like, oh no, look, it's all burnt and brown. <laughs> no. Instead, she's like, oh, it's perfect, and it looks like she's got a pool of tar in this tub. Um, so that's a souffle I don't want. Okay, anyway, moving on. Moving on to you, actually, Art. It's your turn. Okay, look at that. How about it? All right, let me see. Do do do. Oh, speaking of Julie Childs. So my question is about cooking shows. We've referenced them from Hell's Kitchen, Gordon Ramsay, all these things. We all watch them, whether we admit it or not, or we have seen one. So my question to you is, if you are a watcher of these shows, what is your favorite cooking show? And have you actually learned anything from watching it? So for me, I am not ashamed to admit, I am a huge fan of Chopped. Um, I just dig the, 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 the format of, you don't know what you're going to get. You have X amount of time, do the best you can. And sometimes those ingredients are all sorts of weird. Uh, and I actually, I actually would say that I have learned some little things. It's, I don't think it's really fair to say that in most of these competitive cooking shows, at least you're going to walk away learning. Maybe if it was one of those, you know, HGTV shows where they walk you through each step of a recipe, that's one thing. But for something like Chopped, I, I learned simple basics of, you know, how to, for example, when you're going to uh, like a, a base to start out with, a great base to always start out with that I've learned to love is either starting with olive oil or butter, depending on your choice, and 
shallots and garlic. That's like a, a classic thing. And then the other one, the mirepoix, which is the, uh, I guess, depending on who you talk to, it could be carrots, onions, and celery. Just these little simple things about always start with a base and it sounds so ridiculously easy has just paid off in dividends and making regular food not be boring anymore. And the other thing it taught me was not to be afraid of just trying bold seasonings and mixing them with reckless abandon to see what happens, but make sure you do it early enough in the cooking process so the seasoning is not raw. There's so many times where you add seasoning too late in a recipe and it's practically raw, so it hasn't had a chance to infuse. So because of that, I've actually ended up becoming a huge fan of turmeric, of paprika, cumin, uh, garam masala, all these different things I like to mix around and just experiment with because I watch these people just seemingly create something with depth and flavor. Uh, and the last thing I've learned is brightness and acidity. It's something I never thought about how doing something a little citrusy or some fresh herbs can just add a second, third, fourth layer on top of whatever flavors you're building and give it either that brightness, acidity, or just add to the depth. So aside from the fun drama and the craziness of these cooking shows, I think you actually can learn something. Damn. I agree, by the way, just to chime in. Mm -hmm. here. I absolutely agree. Sweet. Chips and Begora. Anyone else? And that's what Joe Oakland. learns. <laughs> Anybody? Yeah. Nobody. Anybody want to go next? <laughs> I don't know that I right. can. Well, that. we got some I extra was, time. <laughs> I was going to say chop as well. No, so we got time. You know, we can. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, oh, we can just, well, well put. We'll play succinct. the rest of the Julia Childs clip and just see if she <laughs> ever <laughs> comes around to admitting it. Kelly and Matt need need more time. I can go next. It's it's do you? I feel bad because it seems like I'm always jumping out here at the start. It's okay, Joe. Go ahead. Well, I I don't know if any of you all are familiar with the name Maddie Matheson. Uh, he's I totally thought you're going to bring up. Um... Guy Fieri. <laughs> well, well, no, no, no. I, I do love Guy Fieri, but 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 really, Guy's Grocery Games is kind of a kind of in like the same vein as as Chop in that while they don't give you the ingredients, you have to play games to get certain things and such. It, yes, Maddie Matheson is a <laughs> uh, he's an interesting character. He's a uh, he's a very obese. At least he was. Uh, guy from Canada who has tattoos all over his body, but that fucker can cook. And, and, and he has had multiple shows on the vice channel. Um, he, he had a long history of substance abuse prior to, um, prior to the show starting. So he actually had a heart attack, I think at the age of 26 or 28 or something like that. He, you know, he quit drinking and drugs after that, but he, uh, but watching his shows, um, he he's had two shows that I know of: Dead Set on Life and It's Supper Time. And uh, I've I've grabbed a few of the um, a few of the recipes from his show. One is for like a sheet pan pizza that is just out of this world. Another one is for these buttermilk biscuits, and and it's all it is all just ridiculous and you know it it kills me that the people 
shit on guys like Maddie and like Guy Fieri and such, you know, oh, they don't know what they're doing and such, you know, Guy Fieri is a classically trained French chef. Yes, he yes, he acts like an oddball, but he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? You 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 know, it's the same thing with this Maddie Matheson. So um, on TV, I mean that it's gotta say something. I mean, Absolutely. I, I, I think he speaks for himself here. That is Maddie Matheson. <laughs> Tell you. Interesting. Yeah. I'm learning a lot right now. <laughs> like I said. Go ahead, Joe. You're gonna let this run underneath of you. A bit of an oddball, big, you know, big guy covered in tattoos, but uh I have two of his cookbooks and like all of his dishes, those are one of the huge show and all his cookbooks. I mean it, it, they are the <laughs> regardless of what you're hearing right now he looks he, his shit looks really good from what i'm seeing by the way his, his food looks really good i actually i have one of his cookbooks it, it i it's i haven't cooked anything out of it <laughs> you got a D cookbook but you haven't cooked anything out of out of maddie matheson no not yet it's it's different stuff that's for sure gotcha who would like to go next uh i'll go um i even though I wa I grew up watching my mom and my, uh, you know, grandma and aunts and everybody, you know, cooking, I really think I learned to cook a lot of different things from watching a variety of cooking shows on HGTV early on before reality TV was even a thing. Um, I always loved Alton Brown's um, mm. Good Eats. Because not only was he making really cool things, I liked the whole you know, characters that he did, the costumes, that sort of thing. But I really liked how he broke down the science of why you do X, Y, Z, maybe in a certain order, um, or how certain chemicals, you know, as Art was saying, you know, bring freshness or brightness to something. But he'll break it down to talk about, you know, the molecules. <laughs> but the way he would present explaining those things, I, you know, they just, a lot of the things sunk in. One of the things in particular that comes to mind quickly that I really changed how I did is just cracking an egg. I used to crack it on the corner of the bowl. That's, you know, how you, most people see, he said, crack it on the counter because if you crack it on the edge of the bowl, a shell could end up in the air, in, in the batter and you may not notice it. Whereas if you, cause you're, it's, it's a pointy yeah. thing going into the shell. If you smack it on the counter, it's flat surface. You're just going to crack it versus actually, you know, puncture it. So I was like, oh, look at you go, Alton Brown. So that's a classic example of something, you know, I learned. I have all his cookbooks um, and he does have a lot of the science stuff in there too as well, but a really great you know, recipes. Um, I also loved Ina Garten too. Uh, you know, that's a whole different feel her shows are too, because she, you know, had this upper class sort of air to the show, but all of her recipes seemed that anybody could make and just watching her make something for her husband, Jeffrey, um, you know, from start to finish in the show, she made the hardest things look so simple. I learned how to make profiteroles, which are these delicious desserts just by watching her do it on the show. And nowadays with the internet, you know, you can rewatch a lot of the episodes online. So you're like, wait, I missed how she did that. So you go back and you watch it again and just, yeah, almost all of the cooking shows back in the day on HGTV, I, I would 
run out and buy all the ingredients and try something because it expanded my repertoire or my knowledge of all of these amazing dishes that I probably never would have been exposed to in the past. So um, I guess those are my two examples. Oh. I used to binge watch Good Eats. He, I love that guy. He's, he's great. Yes. Yeah. The way that he likes he to explain stuff and then he gets quirky with his characters and yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. What about you, Matt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think Art, Art said it perfectly with Chops. That's probably the one I've watched countless times and always enjoy just how creative they can get. Um, yeah, I, I won't be able to say it as well as he did. <laughs> Who's your favorite judge on Chopped? Oh, Scott. God. Which one's Scott? Scott Conan. He's like the it. guy who's got like this. He's the guy who always talks about pasta. He's the pasta dude. He's got like yeah. a goatee and the slick back hair. Mm. Okay. He's the big white guy. Okay. I think I know who you're talking about. Not the bald white guy and not the white haired white guy and not the white guy with the pointy nose. The other white guy. They all look the same to me. <gasps> yeah, I was like, was How dare you, for- sir? <laughs> I like Jeff- Jeffrey Zacharias. Jeffrey Zacharian, yeah. I liked him early on. Well, he's, al- he's always got good fashion sense with his suits, but so's uh <laughs> um uh shit. What the other fuck? What's the other guy's like? Marcus? Yeah, Marcus has got like hella suit game. Mm. His his cookbook um that that really focuses on the African American experience. I, I I haven't picked it up yet, but Who, Marcus's Marcus the- Samuelson, right? Samuelson, yeah. Mm-hmm. His, you know, the pictures I've seen from from his cookbook just look amazing. Um, but I mean, I have to go with my girl, uh, man, the fry tag, just because I have to stick up with the German mm. girl. So. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, I love myself some Manit. So where we go. <laughs> she and I, I, you know, Ashley doesn't like Indian food very much. It's just because it's too spicy too to just bold, I guess, for her. As I told you, she came from a family that apparently didn't know how to make latkes. And uh, love you, Ashley, if you're listening to this episode. And, uh, you know, so Manit, Manit's my my counterpart for that. Anyhow, how would you score this? Um, I'm going to have to go with the good eats. Kelly gets the points, man. Mm-hmm. Has Kenny ever given me a point on the show? Have you ever earned points on the show? Yeah, That's Kenny's true. given you points before. <laughs> or maybe Kenny is feeling bad because producer Dave gave you all the points. So maybe that's what it is. I don't yeah, know. We still, still got to keep going with that. You won the wrestling episode. Yeah, see? You got that. Ding, got ding. That. Yeah. Uh, okay, fine. Hold on. Let me find my ding, ding for you. Jesus Christ. Three of me points. That was Italian. Oh, that was that was very Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to alienate our Italian listeners, Joe, by giving your Italian uh, accent for when you say that's a that's a that is a spicy meatball? Hey, that's a spicy meatball. And say, hey, I have all these these turtles to clear out of my my plumbing. Hey, I have all these turtles to clean out of me plumbing. <laughs> Wait, me plumbing? <laughs> what are you? Suddenly going a little bit like 18th, 19th century Irish. 
and, and the hand the, and the hand, hand just goes along with it jesus christ this you know what and now we're gonna do joe's uh audition tape the for the sopranos joe just say whatever you think they would say on the sopranos in your italian accent meet the balls <laughs> mafioso wow. made man okay you know what they should have you, you gotta you. order the gabagool they should have ordered you. They should have ordered you. They should have cast you as a uh, Fiera Furio, and uh, they don't know what they've done. Does he get whacked? Uh, spoiler alert: No, he goes back to Italy. What do you have for us, Matt? Uh, yeah. So I I would ask the question: What is the worst meal someone has ever made for you? Either a spouse or someone you're dating or family um good thing anything Chris other than vodka <laughs> yeah and and yeah I'll, I'll start um so my wife i'll preface this by saying my wife is an excellent cook and cooks pretty frequently um and there's only one meal she has made that was bad and it was horrible absolutely horrible <laughs> um so this was our first year of marriage and i love general's chicken Chinese food and she tried to make that for me I think it was kind of like a healthy version oh boy I don't know what she put in this but it was the spiciest meal I've I've ever had in my life and it was it was so spicy like you would walk into the kitchen and instantly we started coughing because the spice was just in the air there was just smoke everywhere to this day we can't figure out what she did and she she won't try it again they thank the lord um but it was just she like needs to. We, we had to get outside of the house because it was just like we couldn't breathe we were like in tears in this room but it was our first year of marriage so the second part of this question is did you keep eating it um and i did for the sake <laughs> of our marriage <laughs> i ate it and we all knew it was terrible but i i did it for her and um i'm, I'm still here alive to tell about it I still sacrifice don't know what, right there what it's happened but it's the first time i ever walked into a room and instantly started coughing and crying because of because of the spice yeah. you, you know it's bad when you walk in the room and immediately know it's bad well yeah. i mean essentially when the air has been turned into mustard gas because of the combination of essential herbs and spices has essentially weaponized yeah i get it yeah so uh, a fun thing to to laugh back on since we both survived nice well and your marriage has been nothing but stronger for it exactly yeah so you know so there's that until until this episode <laughs> until this episode yeah. there yeah. you go he is not surprised at what my answer would be are you kidding our spouses don't listen to this they started mm-hmm. initially and they just let their iPhones or Androids just keep downloading, but they're not they're not listening, so it, yeah. it's fine. Although talking about your wife uh, disliking Indian food art is probably not a good idea since we're getting all those downloads from that part of the world. So, but hey, nice. guess what? I love Indian food with a goddamn passion. So yeah, I may go for it in Spain it's, too. It's amazing. Dude, it is. It makes me cry. It, you know what? I like it so much for the listeners out there who don't know. Like, uh, coming up on five years ago, I had substantial back surgery and I was laid up. And, you know, my wife was out working still. So there was a lot of times I would order carryout from my phone because the best I could do is pop some Vicodin, roll off the couch, 
and then make my way to the door over the course of 10 minutes. And what I would do is I would do that after ordering Indian food from this place up the street. And they got to know me so well that they sent the same driver every time. And for literally two years after that experience, I would randomly order it. He'd come to my door and be like, Hey, how's the back doing? How's the back doing? And I was like, now that is service. And it was goddamn good food. So yeah. Good for them. Oh yeah, I guess somebody should answer yeah. Matt's question though. Um, well, I, I, I'm talking, so I, I know I've used this story before because <laughs> we've been doing this so long, guys. But it was actually early on in Ashley and I's relationship and she decided to come over and cook me dinner. So she looked up this recipe online and it was a, a recipe for a steak uh, with a certain type of dry rub. She had problems converting the recipe. Part of the recipe called for cinnamon as a thing. I feel like it probably asked for a quarter or a half a teaspoon. She must have misread it. Whatever it was, she probably put like a quarter cup instead. Because what we ended up calling it as we cut into it to eat it, we called it dessert steak because it tasted so much like a burnt and acrid cinnamon bun. I was just like... (laughs) What is it? I mean, it was one of those, and it was very much like the section in a movie, like a meat cute, but actually not a meat cute. That's too early. It's more like a section in the movie after they had their first awkward dinner date, and they're both eating it, and they're both trying to hide it, thinking, I wonder if the other knows how bad this is. And we had that for a moment until we looked at each other and we're just like, this isn't good, is it? No, no, it's not. This is this is straight up dessert steak. I mean, we should have served this last. You know, hopefully the you know the ice cream has more salt, so we can switch them around or something. But yeah, it was like one of those things where uh, we've never forgotten it, and that was I think within the first couple months of our dating. And so we're going on yeah eight years roughly from that point. So never ever ever forgot about dessert steak. <laughs> And uh, since then, she lets me do the steak. So there you go. <laughs> and, and the latkes. And the latkes. Yeah. Which I saved that recipe. Nice. If anybody wants, I'm happy to share. So, Kelly, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, I was at a um, significant other's sister's house, and it was the first time I was meeting said sister. And she made us, one of the dishes was a seafood paella. Mm. And I had never had paella before. And it was incredibly spicy. So I don't know what what all spices she put in it, but I I don't tolerate spice very well. Even the slightest, you know, jalapeno or something. And my nose starts running and my eyes start watering and I'm in immense pain. So very spicy, but I wanted to be nice. And so I just kept shoveling it in, shoveling it in. But it was, the whole dish was black. Mm. And so I was just like, oh, so what's in this? You know, what are the spices, you know, blah, blah, blah. And my, I felt my stomach started to get like upset from all the heat of the dish. And then she said, oh, I, you know, the blackness comes from squid ink. And it took everything in my power not to throw up on the table. <laughs> I don't know what it was about the fact that when she said squid ink was in it, 
And then I guess just, I was already uncomfortable from all the spice that was in it. That was the hardest meal I've ever had to choke so down. Was that your first time having head. squid ink in anything? Yes. So it was just the idea of mm-hmm. it, like the notion of yes. this mm-hmm. fluid from a glandular sac in right. a dead you make it Wait. sound so bad, man. Like I love, no, I love no, Japanese. No, look, dude, I've had squid ink risotto. I've had squid ink yeah. things. I, I, personally, I've never really tasted it. Pers- I, I, right, it's, it's always more of a coloring something. agent. Yeah, but yeah, right, right, I can totally yeah. get where, like, there's that psychology, that that connection of mm-hmm. hearing something. Your brain creates an image, and then that informs your gut, and your gut's like, oh fuck no. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's like you're it, it eating Cthulhu's like jizz yeah. or something. It's just not good. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and I just was like, uh, uh, even just, I mean, and I can tolerate a lot of unusual things too, but I don't know what it was when she said that. I was just like, oh, but I was trying to be nice. Cause she had gone through like this, you know, whole thing of cooking this meal for us. And again, it was the person I was meeting, you know, part of his family and such a weird thing to, you know, cook I was trying for to someone. take one for the team like for the first meeting you know yeah right and i'm sure she asked him ahead of time was there anything that she you know that kelly can't eat and he said no no she eats everything you know she just can't tolerate spicy stuff mm. <laughs> she makes this spicy pie so she's trying to get rid of you <laughs> i guess yeah, <laughs> she was a love she was a lovely person and uh I enjoyed I enjoyed meeting her so, but I won't be having that anytime soon. Hmm. <laughs> well, I guess I have to go next. I um, it's interesting that a lot of these meals kind of uh, revolve around uh, significant others um, <laughs> because mine does as well. Um, I remember earlier on um, early on in my. Uh, in my relationship with my wife when, when we, when we first started dating, she, um, um, you know, she said that, um, you know, she said that she wanted to make a, a nice meal for me and literally, and, and my wife, I should add is a, is a fantastic cook, but something during this meal, like basically everything went wrong there. There was an issue with the main course as well. And I don't remember what the main course was off the top of my head off the top of my head unfortunately but I remember that <laughs> I remember that the side was all rotten potatoes and they were burnt to a crisp mm, yummy no <laughs> and, and I'm I am very weird with texture and foods and it's like you know I'm really it, it's like anything that's that's burnt like it's one thing I was talking about earlier on in the episode with grilling vegetables and whatnot, that kind of like burnt, I don't mind. But if you're burning like starches and bread and such like that, it's just, to me, it's so off putting. And like I said, like I said, I, I can't remember what the main course of the meal was. I do remember that my issue had, wife, that my wife had an issue with that as well. But the thing that sticks out the most was the Obradans because they were both, <laughs> watery and burnt if that's possible so it was they were uh, all rotten yeah Ah. i mean it's just like potato slices and cheese right isn't that what it's essentially it's thinly sliced potatoes with like a cream base Mm -hmm. and there's a little bit of cheese 
yeah to give it a little bit of that that texture at the top but yeah it's i I guess the cream must you know what i guess the sauce broke something and it left that watery grease below and then whatever rose to the top burnt too much and just had that sort of acrid thing (laughs) and well, you have watched a lot of chopped garlic. I know sauces break. I get it. <laughs> and uh, the sauce broke, and water came out. Good to time. my credit, I was a good sport about the whole thing, and 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 you know, you know, you know. Years later, my wife still talks about you know how atrocious she knows the meal was, and just how I took it like a trooper. Yeah, you know, it, you know, it especially made her feel better because you know she was trying to impress me at the time, and um, it was. Not her finest hour in like the kitchen, but uh, but you know we all have them, and uh, hey, we all have them. Something, something went right. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you pray for some. If there's like a gravy on the table or something to can I cover get some whatever the ransom, <laughs> just dump a bunch of salt on it. Can I have some more salt, please? Yeah. I'm low in salt. I I, I think that. That Joe just knuckled down and and did a variation of this speech. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. The hell okay, that, that had literally nothing to do with what that we're talking about. But you really had to hear that, so you uh, you drank up her milkshake, right? Yep. My milkshake brings the boys to the yard. <laughs> oh wait no no that wasn't for you kelly no, that was, that was gonna say that's the wrong one for for kelly too bad this isn't a video broadcast broadcast uh, kelly was shaking her boobs to everybody there you go all right kenny how do you score that even before the boob shaking, I was going to give it to the squid ink story. So <laughs> Kelly gets the points. Although, nice. uh, you know, dragon, fire, air, burning. Uh, that's that's pretty good, too. Nice. Close second. Close second. Close yeah. second. Well, Joe, anything else you'd like to say before we uh, put this one to bed? No, I'm, I'm just hungry. Just you, hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry, man. I'm going to go eat something. Well, lucky for Kelly and I, it is about that time where we should be able to go have dinner because of our time difference. So we can say to ourselves, you all should just go to bed. Yeah, it's going to go right to my butt if I eat anything right now. And- <laughs> oh, tell me about it. How, why, how do you think I can shake my boobs around? Everything goes in my boobs. Okay, there we go. Kelly why shakes her boobs. It's going to Kenny's butt. What, what, Joe? Why can't we make this a video broadcast? Uh, maybe one day. Um, uh, probably because I don't know. It's it's. Look at the three people whose faces they have to stare at every week. That's yeah, true. it's just too much. All right, here we go. I got the blues. I got the blues. I got the alcoholic. More beer, to cheer. Souffle, Grand Marnier, Morrison. That's just exactly what he ordered.
very happy it turned out so well. Now let's see the main course. Ah, that turned out very well too. There you are, Professor Morrison. This is Julia Child. Bon appetit. Julia was able to produce a similar black layer over the surface of half a dozen distinct foodstuffs.